Hello, film friends, friends of film, and everyone in between. Welcome to the Film Folklore Podcast. I am your MC, Jed Props, and I am joined by Joe A.D. Holler. Zoe Props. Hello. Chris A.D. Hello. And, of course, the amazing Justin Sound. Hello. All right, we did it, y'all. We have made it to interviews, actual interviews. So a little question for everybody. How would you rate yourself as an interviewer? Uh, I know some of you, actually, I guess everybody at some point, not just film, has been in an interviewing position. Would you think you're a a good interviewer? Uh, Chris, uh, what about you as an interviewer? So I really have never um, interviewed anyone, I don't think, ever. Really? So this is kind of a new... um, What about being interviewed? I am the world's worst at being interviewed. I have never once gotten a job from an interview. Never one time. Um, (laughs) Great resume, though. (laughs) I mean, actually, yeah. I mean, my resume is good, but uh, I I have no idea. Clearly, I say the wrong things when I'm being interviewed for a job. Do you actively dodge phone calls but respond in text to keep it in a written form? (laughs) I do not. Um, nice technique, but no, I don't, I don't employ that one. All right. Gotcha. Um, all right, Zoe. Huh? Um, in my head, I'm Terry gross and I'm like awesome at it. Yeah. But I'm also a little manic depressive. So on the other side, (laughs) I'm not. You're you're a second second guesser. And I don't believe in myself. Uh, so we'll just say middle of the road, kind of good, probably better at being interviewed. Because I'm good at lying. Nice. So there you go. It's <laughs> good quality to be a film worker. I'm middle of the road. We'll see once we interview Let's, Heather. Um, uh, do y'all remember the first time you ever got interviewed for anything? Like, like, what was the first job you ever had to take an interview for? Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. For me, it was a, a shoe store, and I was 15 with a work permit. Nice. Yeah. Something like that for me too. Restaurant job. Busboy, I think. Yeah, yeah, same. I started working when I was like 14. Yeah. Though, so the interview, I mean, have you worked before? No, I'm a baby. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us about your life experience. Like, I I vacuum sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I'm good. You tell me, man. Like, I'm going to figure that out. Uh, Puberty two years ago sucked. Um, But I'm glad that seems to be over for now. Um, Seems to be over for now. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, I remember the first time that I like went to a form formal interview it was right after college and I was, it was like applying for some job that had something to do with, uh, copiers. I don't remember the name of the company, but it was like, Kinko's. no, it was like some sort of like copy company that does like industrial copying. And it's something that I have no interest for at all, but I was just trying to get a real job. Yes. And I was wearing the one suit that I own. It was a gray pinstripe suit that was about two sizes too big. And the guy that was interviewing me. I'm imagining the talking heads. Right, the rich little. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of looked like it. Yeah, I kind of looked like David Byrne. Why such a big suit? Um, I probably would have done just as well in the interview if I just started singing talking head songs. But uh, but the guy was just deathly serious, deathly serious about uh, copying. Man, it was his passion. Oh yeah, and he saw that. very yeah. quickly 
that it was not my passion, right. nor did I even bother going to the website of this company or really learning anything about did, what it did was. Did he that they dramatically did. have his back to you and he talked looking out of a window and he's like, I was like you once, not no. too into copiers? <laughs> no. <laughs> or did he start the interview and then go to the window? No. <laughs> it, no, it was it was like an interrogation. You know, I oh. felt like I was uh, a lamp on you. Like I was gonna be tortured <laughs> at any moment. Yeah, I mean it really was kind of like that. <laughs> Um, is it safe? <laughs> you know, I, it did not feel safe. And I mean, like, I started getting a little hot under the collar. Uh, that was the first job that I did not get. Uh, <laughs> by, by the way, did not before. get that job. <laughs> yeah. And again, I mean, for the record, I have never gotten a job uh, after being interviewed. Really? <laughs> not one. Every wow. job yeah, yeah. I've ever interviewed for, I got. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 100%. I believe 100%. it. A hundred percent. The only job I, that I didn't I get, yeah. you had to be 18. I was uh, 16. I didn't know that. And they were probably willing yeah. to work around that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going like, to find out how to get like you in here, It was like American Eagle or something. Yeah. No, oh, I, for whatever man, I'm throwing down, Yeah. I'm really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jinx myself now. I'm going to get a job interview and just bomb yeah. and be terrible and they're going to hate me. Uh, yeah. But no, yeah, every... If it, I get a job interview, I'm like, I got the job. Yeah, I got it. it and whatever, <laughs> whatever. I'm putting down the, net, the ball. Went. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like, whatever. You you would make a terrible employee, Chris, and so we're not gonna hire you. Yeah, we're gonna go with this girl Zoe. Yeah, <laughs> she's got a lot of zip. <laughs> yeah, you seem to be a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, look. What about you, Jed? Your, your name is on her uh, uh, references. <laughs> anyway. You know, it actually might be. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I'm here to help. <laughs> oh, my God. What about you? What's your record? I think I'm a pretty good interviewer. Uh, I've had decent feedback from people that, without asking, have said nice things later. I don't think I'm a good interviewee because uh, I get nervous. Um, um the and actually I'll, I'll use this as a segue to go back around the worst film interview i ever had was for um uh i think i can say it uh it was i'll just say it was the people that had done a beast of the southern wild this was a different project for them and i had never met them never oh, worked yeah. with them cool people out here uh sure okay. um and um love you guys love you. The, yeah, yeah um very good very noble noble professional yeah, noble. Noble. Uh, <laughs> noble people um they uh uh they uh, you know scheduled me to come in and i came in and i'm talking with I, I if i remember correctly i think it was the director and like at least one producer and they were talking about how their normal prop guy is not probably going to be available and so uh they just want to see if they can find the right fit and they're they're very hyper uh focused on the right fit the, the personality and everything but it was a very unconventional interview they're asking a lot of weird questions what really set it all off though was mid-interview the other prop guy their prop guy comes in he's physically there when they said he wasn't available i didn't think he was even physically in the building but he comes in wearing like board shorts and he's just some bro comes and sits down and he's asking me questions too. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm so like thrown off my mark right now. I have no idea what to say anymore. Yeah. I think I left that going, well, I've never been more confident that I don't have a job. <laughs> like it was so weird. And I couldn't wait to get out of there. It was, it was 
just the strangest thing to bring in a guy that you're being told that you're potentially replacing who, and by the way, those guys, you know, they're not union people or anything and that's fine, you know, whatever. Yeah. But they also don't come from any kind of conventional background in their avant-garde filmmaking. Um, so there's just a lot of strangeness when you're not used to that. And so um, for me, I came out of that, uh, I needed a shower basically. Uh, that's how that went. Um, so I'm going to throw that back to you, Joe. Um, can you think of your worst film interview? I can't. I'm very middle of the road. I get nervous too. Like I, I, I don't think I've gotten a film job from an interview in my life, but when I was a kid and it was like jobs, I didn't care about. That's where I seemed to score for some reason. <laughs> this guy doesn't give a shit yeah, about yeah. this business. He's hired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call me or don't. Yeah. But yeah. What about Zoe? You had any I've I think I've interviewed interviewed proper interviewed for a film job twice. And I will say one did piss me. I mean, I got the job and I'm working with that person now, and that's the person who <laughs> I primarily work with. But I I was working with John DiMaggio and No relation Joe. Nope. Yeah. And uh <laughs> I loved him. I loved him. We were homies. We were uh, cool. And I, uh, you know, I, w I waited a minute to kind of fangirl on him about uh, Futurama and Disenchantment and uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, so this prop master met me on set to interview me for the next job. But it was right as they wrapped John DiMaggio. And I really want I wanted to say bye and I wanted a picture with him to rub it in my friend's face that loves Bender and uh, and said I was being job, you know, being interviewed. And it went really well. And it was totally fine. But I'm mad about the other thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> I know. That's not even like a bad interview thing. Like, I got the job and it was great, but I didn't get to say. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. I didn't, you know, John DiMaggio, man. Bender. I yeah. love that guy. I was very sad about that. He's a so, bunch yeah. of other voices, too, right? Oh, yeah. He's yeah, done Yeah, man. Ton. Everything. Uh, yeah. Everything. He, he he's cool up there. Dude. I mean, I, what would you say? Maybe a top five voice actor. Yeah, like currently. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He does everything. You see him. Yeah, yeah. He does everything. Yeah, yeah. That's a gig I would want. Voice actor. Oh, Everybody voice actor. Oh wants the voice I mean, yeah, act. Come on. Yeah. Well, you can yeah. be you can be H. John Benjamin, where you don't even have to alter your voice. <laughs> like yeah, he, he, he literally just, does go. There. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, and buddy. it works. It yeah, works. He's go. just he has the perfect he voice. Characters. Yeah, that's the dream voice acting, except for Chris. You know, is that a real number? His voice. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it. So, so Chris, since you have never landed a job uh, per interview, um, you have to have at least one story uh, of a failed interview and did not get the job. Besides the copy. Besides the copy. Film, <laughs> film related is what I was looking for. But uh, if you got any more copy stories, I, I, you know, hey. I, I mean. For 10 copying jobs, we missed them all. I, I, I really. hell bent on copying. <laughs> yeah. I wish that I had like a story where I really put my foot in my mouth. I'm sure it exists, but I just don't remember because I probably blocked it out. Uh I remember I was going to go interview for this non-union gig and it was at a coffee shop and they just said the name of the coffee shop. I was like, oh yeah, I know where that is. And I, I went to a different location. It was a chain. And um, and then I quickly realized like, ah, oh, shit. Wait, I'm at the wrong place. Okay. Get in touch with them. Okay, I'm over here. So it's like, I already was like, <laughs> not going to get this job. 
because I'm supposed to be the organization person and I haven't figured out where it is that I'm even supposed to go. <laughs> and I'm all stressed out. And then I get to the new spot and there's no parking anywhere. And so I'm about a half an hour late to an interview and I'm I'm sweating. It's hot outside. War the wrong thing. Uh, the interview is taking place outside on, this, on the patio of a coffee shop. Yeah. And it went about as well as expected. And I never heard from those guys again. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Real good history with interviewing with people. Yeah. I, no, I, I love every piece of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, stay tuned because I'm sure in future episodes we're going to hear plenty more about that. Yeah. He just needs time to to jog the memory. Yeah, I do. It's true. Uh, Justin, uh, do you have any uh, uh, bad interview? Um, well, I, I have one that I, I don't even think I got to really interview for. It was it was right when I, I got started uh, in the business, um, and I was taking mostly a little documentary news kind of stuff. And so um, it was uh, I, I got a call for uh, an international bikini contest in uh, the Dominican Republic. Wow! And they were like, "Yeah, do you okay. have a passport?" And I was like, "Yeah," and I didn't at the time. So like, uh, I'll figure that out. <laughs> the job was like. It, they were like buy one on the black market <laughs> yeah right now it was like it was like flying out in four days go ahead and send us your resume as long as you have a passport you know you're probably be good simple job we just need people to kind of babysit these sound mixers kind of thing um and so i rushed to get my passport because i wasn't going to pass the opportunity up and uh you know paid like three hundred dollars to get it expedited you know, because yeah. I thought I was going to get six days of work out of it. Uh huh. And they never called me back. Ouch. So, yeah. Well, you got your passport. Nice. I did. Yes. <laughs> and it is almost expired now. I've used it once since <laughs> uh, since I've gotten it. Worth totally it. worth it. Worth it was. It. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to knock like Dominican Republic. I just feel like you can get in there fairly easily. I don't, that doesn't seem like a place they're going to really scrutinize your paperwork. No, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, for work, it was probably more so for the, you know, for the production. Company. Right. Sure. My passport. Yes. My name is Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and his brother, Benjamin and Franklin. Those are Benjamin. Uh, they had a bunch of little baby Washingtons. Um, because we're broke. Um, so, uh, all right. Well, that said, um, uh, we're going to give this a go. Uh, we're going to uh, start our first interview today. I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, so, without further ado, we have Heather Ray Costumes as our inaugural guest. Welcome, Heather. Yeah. yeah, 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 I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> waiting for you to hand that to the actor. I know, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the robot. Yeah. I mean, who saw that coming? Oh, where, in, where in Philly was that shot? Uh, that's a, a. I told Joe the thing yesterday from that article. The guy that mapped out uh, the jog from Rocky Two. Yeah. Um, that. Oh. This, this guy took the this? time. I, I thought I'd send it to you, maybe, but at the time. This guy took all the landmarks and everything that you can see in the opening of two when he's out jogging. And if you put it all together, Rocky is literally 
running a marathon every morning. It was like a 26 mile <laughs> jaunt uh, around yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, he's a Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Was it, yeah I was like, right. only one, only right. one marathon. Let's do it. Exactly. And then he chases some chickens. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's why. Meat. That's why it's never Does the same really? people following him. The Rockies. Oh my God! How old are you guys? How old are you, and how old are well, you? I'm probably the youngest one here. I'm 31. 31. He's got a 36. So he okay. Yeah. Raw. I, I feel was, like I that old is old enough to, to have seen the oh, Rocky. Absolutely. Is. Have you seen the Creeds? You've seen nothing. No, You've seen nothing. clips or something, right? Oh, you have education. Sure. Yeah. It's I mean, going to be an educational podcast. you've seen. It's part of pop culture. Yeah. It's. I know enough. Frankly, I don't tell people that I've never seen. Uh, Rocky, I let him. Talk. Well, and I'm being honest. The cat's out of the bag, uh, and now you have homework. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's one of those things where, like, you know, like certain movies, movies you've never seen, and you just lie. You're like, oh yeah, yeah that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never I had a friend who saw yeah. Star Wars, and we, yeah, I lie like, all the time. my boyfriend yeah, and I were, or her yeah. boyfriend and I were like, what? We're watching them right now, like in the first three. Well, never four, five, and any? six. She hadn't seen any, and she's like, in her late forties, like. Uh, of which movie? Yeah, that's... Star Wars. So that's uh, Megan Richardson. I made her watch uh, the first one two nights ago. Are you kidding? I'm not joking. Like, she oh, why'd you do that to strange. her? Let her live her life. I wanted. I want to. I want to take. Let her, her down. live her life. <laughs> that is living life. That is her. living yeah. life. I will say, I never. I never saw a James Bond movie ever, and I was happy with living my yeah. life. That way forever, forever yeah. and ever. I was good with it. And then I, feel like I went to the movie theater with a group of people and I watched a James Bond and yeah. I was like, I hate all of you. <laughs> You're all my enemies now. What? Also, I'm pretty sure that I've never seen any James Bond, but I'm sure this is the worst one. Yeah. yeah. One, uh, the Daniel well, Craigie? The new one. Oh, uh, the newest yeah. one? He dies. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. We're not rolling. He <laughs> dies. I think the biggest disappointment with James Bond recently is learning that no, he really is named James Bond. It's not an alias. It's not all these yeah. different people that are 007. It's literally a guy named James Bond. Yeah. And he was literally at this orphanage. And, all, and it's like, wait, whoa. My entire, what I thought I knew about James Bond has now been thrown out the window. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, I thought it was a superhero. Like, well, it's yeah. like one guy retires, another person becomes 007. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. No, you're just not supposed to notice like Darren and Bel but 007 right. is. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, you're not supposed Bond. to notice, uh, Bond, say, Bond. Sean Connery and Daniel Craig are not the same person. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I mean, like, so uh, about that one, when he dies, it's just sort of like there are missiles coming and he's on an island. Maybe jump in the fucking water. You don't yeah. have to be on the island. Yeah, dude, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. What are you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can just jump in. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to pause everything for a minute, and Zoe oh, okay. is going to go spend two and a half hours watching uh, one James Bond. All right. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going to... Now we will make it's, it's yeah, yeah, that's on the That's on the queue. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump right in here. Uh, welcome, Heather Ray Costumes. Hi there. Uh, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm in a rainbow wig. It's Pride weekend. Yeah. So uh, let's start off with that. Um, Heather Ray is uh, coming in, not only representing, but she's also about to go to decadence. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Uh, so you want to tell us a little bit about your costume, about Pride weekend? Uh, I've just figured I would get whatever rainbow paraphernalia I had and put it on my body. And that's pretty much that. I mean, you've succeeded. without the like podcasting, you know, you can't really explain the. So quick question okay. uh, as far as decadence goes, can yes. you make is it possible to have a costume without sequins or glitter or is that mandatory? No, it is absolutely mandatory. Yeah, okay. Yes. That make, that Any tracks. color. It's fine as long as there is glitter involved. Usually eyelashes of some sort, you know, <laughs> okay. you know, 
<laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about maybe growing up, uh, interest in film. Um, what got your foot in the door? Well, I didn't start in film. I started in theater. And I started acting, actually. And then I ended up going to grad school for costume design after having a mentor in undergrad who kind of got me into it. And I went to uh, Interlochen, which was a camp in Michigan the summer after I graduated from uh, college in Buffalo. And I ended up, I was supposed to go, come to New Orleans, actually. I was supposed to come to New Orleans with a friend. And he ended up bailing like weeks before I was supposed to be there. He was already supposed to be here and blah, blah, blah. And then my mentor who had hooked him up with that with a assistantship for costumes at University of New Orleans looked at me and said, do you want his assistantship? So that's how I got into costumes, but that was in theater. And then uh, I did lots of theater, regional theater, academic theater, I did a lot of that. And then uh, I even moved to LA, and I think I told you this, Jed, I tried to get on uh, Rocky Balboa. Yes. I tried to get on that while I was in there, and I'd never done film before, and because of my background, they were like, you are overqualified for anything we have to give you. I'm like, just give me coffee, I don't care, I just wanna be involved with Rocky. So um, that didn't happen. I came back to New Orleans, and lo and behold, there is a film industry here. This was in 2007. Mm -hmm. And I ended up, I think it was about 2008, I ended up PAing for my first movie, which was Cirque du Freak. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. that name. It's, it's, it's back a ways. Yeah. It's back yeah. a ways. Um, and then I just uh, I made a left-hand turn, and here I am in film all these years later. That's awesome. Uh, I, I didn't realize you were at UNO. I'm, I'm also a UNO alumni yep. and a theater kid. How do we not cross paths? Um, if you actually look, my claim to fame from uh, University of New Orleans, I did not know this at the time. Uh, they apparently put plaques up of quotes of students. And I did not know this until many years later when I was shown a picture. And my quote is, who do you have to fuck to get petty cash around this joint like yeah so that was i was like ah okay yeah that tracks that's that works for me that every people will have no question is, is that on the wall next to the alumni uh, donations yeah yeah yes it is okay. i believe so i have never actually seen it in person i've only seen it uh as a photograph from excellent yeah yeah um so as as a kid did uh did you have one of those uh fashion design books were you one of those girls that had I the did I, I had all the uh you know the paper dolls that you put the things on oh, I yeah. also I don't know if anybody remembers this but there was a Barbie doll where you could design clothes on her and she had like slits in certain places where you could do and yeah that was I was all about it right on that's probably I was all about playing dress up with my mom's clothes my grandma's clothes any kind of yeah so I guess unintentionally I ended up here um, it wasn't, it wasn't like my dream to be, you know, a costume designer. I don't think I even knew what that was when I was a kid, you know, right. but I was always interested in, uh, not even so much clothing, but costumes, like costuming, you know, so. And now that now, like many years later that you have been doing it for a while, do you find a, a difference from like what you had in your head? as far as like costumes like were you thinking more like uh like Marie Antoinette kind of something big and then you no, find yourself not necessarily doing a lot of and stuff. I mean a lot of stuff now I mean 
I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I think that there are more stylists that are called designers right now than actual designers. Because designers, I feel, and this is, again, me coming from a theater background, I think designers, in my mind, means that you are telling a story with the clothes. You're telling a story, whether it's an era that you're doing or the shape or the line or like how how frilly something is for a wealthier person if you're talking about Marie Antoinette as opposed to you know somebody who's wearing rags you know I mean that tell that's a very overview of uh you know but I mean that's a very simple way of telling a story like who this character is and I think because I started in acting too I uh always have that in my head too like how my costume developed my character you know or how it fit in and how it escalated like where I was you know which you know that brings up a good thing that's kind of a props crossover too. how we get into our aging and dying and and um, how we kind of manipulate what we got to tailor it a little bit more for the story for the actor for you know like uh like you were mentioning rags mm-hmm. like what are some uh, things that you would do uh, to the costume to the clothing if you were an ager as an ager and dyer well I have been an ager and dyer and again like I have I have a lot of I think Starting in theater really helped me uh, have a foundation, at the very least, of knowledge of things to do because I know how to dye clothes. I know how to age things. But, you know, it's always nice when you have the money to do it properly. And you don't get that in theater very often. In film. No, you don't. You know, I mean, the amount of money that we spend and the amount of money that we waste in film is obnoxious, quite honestly. I mean, when I first got in with my first show, um, Cirque du Freak. I remember them spending. I rem- they bought a pair of shoes for one of the actors. I'm like, oh my god, this is as much as the entire budget for it's shows like that I've Prada done shoes. in theater. Yeah, something ridiculous, like you know, eight hundred dollar pair of shoes. I'm like, I-, I have designed theater productions for far less than this. <laughs> 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 There's right. one pair of shoes, so yeah. it's hard to get out of that mentality. I still think I'm not like, I mean, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, are you out of your freaking mind? Like how much you can get the same thing at Old Navy and you don't have to buy a Tom Ford T-shirt. Like it does not <laughs> matter, you know. So anyway, how how mad do you think uh, costume designers across the world were when they started issuing mandatory uh, work credit cards so they couldn't use their personals anymore? I don't really know much about that. I've never been a personal myself. I mean, I've. Sorry, I'm Acted. a little lost. What's the, what is that? What's oh, oh, I, I thought it was a little bit more common knowledge. Oh, I mean, um, just I did one show. Yeah, I, I did yeah. one show as a costume PA, and it was enough to learn this. Uh. There was a time before we got our mandatory P card, which is what they use now, the purchase card, uh, as our system of of buying things for the show. Okay. So it used to be that someone like a costume designer would use their personal card, which was like a super platinum titanium whatever card that had like a $50,000 limit on it. And they would call the places, the Hollywood uh, costume places and make their orders and everything on their personal card, get it completely reimbursed by the show. Rack up them points, baby. Rack up them points. Still do that on commercials. However, I will say that um, the last thing I did I did that on my credit card and I am still owed that money. So, no. I mean, I got it. I had a shady, shady whose name I really want to shout out on this. <laughs> a really shady dude from California. Dude, we can bleep it, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he deserves what I hope nobody ever works with him again because he is, I'm not the only person he's done this to oh. as I started making phone calls about things. So if you're going to do that, folks, just make sure that you uh, get things in writing and all of that. So get yeah. everything in writing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, but I mean, it's standard practice to do that still for uh, commercials or PSAs or, you know, because even like lower budget uh, things from like PA days, like there's so many like point card reward cards that you get from going to make uh, delivery and pickups and stuff that don't exist anymore. Um, I remember uh, I'd spent, I don't know how much of a, on a production, uh, but I was the one going to Office Depot all the time. And then apparently I racked up enough Office Depot points to get a free printer. And then later I'm an art department coordinator and I have this like, at the time, I, I think it was like a $400 wide format printer that I got for free because of my PA days in the Office uh, Depot rewards. But yeah. they've closed all those loopholes. You don't get that fun. Yeah, you don't uh, get those kind of perks anymore. Because you don't get a lot of perks as a PA, as we've no, already stated. No, you do as not. we've discussed, yes. <laughs> no, you yeah. do not, including pay. You don't get that. <laughs> there are no perks in that pay. No. Oh. And that's a good segue. Uh, uh, now, a costume PA, uh, what would be like the kind of standard uh, duties and things uh, for a costume PA? Um, well, I don't work in the office that much, and that's where the PAs usually do most of their stuff. But they'll make runs for, you know, they'll get lunch and they'll do all, like, the little office things, but they cannot touch clothes. They can unpack clothes and hang them, but they can't put them in a line. And what a line is, is uh, all the actors have a closet, essentially. And they cannot, you know, they can't sort it in any way. They can put it on a hanger and put it on a rack. And then a costumer actually has to come in and do that. Because so, of union lines. Because of be union clear. lines. I mean, honestly, the reason why I got into the union after that one production is because, um, you know, I was a PA. I was doing whatever I was told. But I was shopping for main characters. I was... Uh, aging and dying stuff because I had all this knowledge and experience doing this stuff and I was actually hired I think for that reason um, and then when the union came down somebody said something and the union came in and I ended up getting back pay as a costumer for that nice. which was ow, sweet ow. and oh, I got yeah, in that's... and I got into the uh, to the union that way and the supervisor was very upset with me um, saying, if you do this, you're totally going to screw me over. And I was just like, I didn't do anything. I was just doing what you told me to do. So yeah. like, I, I, I'm i out. Like, I'm stepping back. Well, people do that, though. They'll take advantage no, of No, they do. They do. Knowledge. Uh -huh. PA is not going to call a union or. No. And they're not going to say no know. because it's, you know. Your boss is telling you to do it. Your boss that, is telling you, you to know? do it. Exactly. You you're not going to look exactly. up your rights real quick. You know. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I feel, honestly, I feel as though I was done a disservice, actually, by not having the PA a little bit more mm -hmm. to get. Because, uh, you know, I do have that theater background. However, film is a completely different animal. Not only because of money, but just the protocols and how you go about things and, you know. So um, I feel like I would have done better, even having all of the experience and knowledge I had in costumes if I had been in the office a little longer. So, I mean, right now the union only requires, I think, 30 days of being a costumer to get into the union, which in my opinion is not nearly enough. Well, I mean, enough. There are costumers that come in and they don't wow. know how to sew a button. Yeah. You know, they don't know clothes. Oh, they don't know how sew. clothes work. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, things that you need to have for 
that job, the skills that you have to have to have that job. A lot of people don't have them. So I think that it should be required to have more more days. You know, I know that's um, hypocritical considering how you, I got into costume the, PA for thirty days, and then you're a co- or like no, no, no. Costume. As a costume PA, you sometimes um, you're hoping to get days as a costumer. Right. Like okay. if there's big BG days, and yeah, yeah, and they can't find and they can't find anybody else that's in the union. That's the rule that it's supposed to be. Right, mm-hmm. is if there's nobody else available, then a PA will get a costumer day going towards their 30 days into the union. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yep. we we hold those rules firm. <laughs> Very firm. There is no wiggle room there. Yeah. Nobody ever goes against yeah. those rules. Yeah. I will say, though, in, uh, what is it, 479? The uh, Atlanta uh, local. Yeah. Their union, you only need no days. Uh, yeah. And you can you buy just, yourself you in. Roll, yeah, you yeah. can spend. Roll up. It's, so, it's like four so or five grand days is and like, say, I'm a set decorator. And now you're listed as a set decorator. Now, yeah. The, the thinking behind that is that in theory, people would look at resumes, but we all know how that goes sometimes. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, you can. And I actually know a few people that went to Atlanta, bought their way in and then transferred back mm-hmm. to the New Orleans local or other locals. Yep. And you can tell. You can oh, yeah. tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've worked the lack with people. Of experience is bad. Sorry, Atlanta. I've worked with people from Atlanta and I mean, not all of them. I'm not saying all some people. great people. In there Atlanta. are some great people in Atlanta. Noble but- professions there. Yes. What's it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I the I've had some experiences that were less than stellar. Yeah, you know. But I've had that with people in New York too. Well, you know, and, I've had that with people in LA, and you know, I'm here, really tired of hearing well in LA. It's like, well, yeah. you know, I don't care. This is yeah. you're in uh, Louisiana, not LA. Few care. Now. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I will. I will say my experience in Atlanta when all the LA people there were complaining about driving in Atlanta. I was like, wow, that's saying something. Um, maybe Atlanta really is the worst place to drive. It is. The, it's worse than <laughs> it's LA. I, I think bad. it's worse it's than LA to drive. I you I bad. do not want to get on the highway. Yeah. In Atlanta. I don't want to. I had a real I'm life Mario a- Kart experience, and it was not cartoonish nor fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it involves spinning cars, smoke, a banana peel, and uh, <laughs> and You're me lying. white knuckling. The banana peel I did lie about, but the rest of it is You would have had me without There the was a bouncing car tire. That did happen, and it was a multi-car pileup that I came through like days of thunder from the cloud, and I think I had like nearly bent my steering wheel forward <laughs> from like the near death experience and somehow not making contact with anything. I don't know how that happened, but- Wow. Um, uh, I don't think I slept for the next three days. Um, it didn't really happen. He's just yeah. telling lies. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, if you want to know what crystal meth is like, put yourself <laughs> in that scenario. Yeah. Uh, you're up for days. Um, uh, so um, anyway. anyway. Uh, um, so um, as a costumer, um, you want to um, educate us on, uh, uh, say, a set costumer versus, say, uh, offset uh, versus key Sure. Um, how does that break down? Okay, so you will have uh, the hierarchy goes. You have your designer, and then you have your supervisor, who kind of is the liaison between production and your department. Paperwork, person. basically the li- liaison amongst all the departments, yes. and how you know we deal with props a lot because there's always concerns whether is this a prop or a costume, you know, so that kind of thing. Um, yeah, supervisor, that's a difficult job. Um, and then you will have a key, an office key that 
um, runs fittings, for instance. Sometimes they pose as an assistant designer. A um, lot of responsibility for a key as well, making sure the lines are set, that the right costumes get to each location at the right time, you know, that you have enough background and stuff. I mean, that's more of a supervisor position, but just the key is also a very um, intense position. I usually am a key set costumer. Um, which means that I am the point person on set for costumes. There will be other costumers too, and I'm not the only person that people come to for questions because I will take care of certain characters. Usually I'll take care of- Number one. Number one. Mm -hmm. And then we'll kind of figure out, you know, it's kind of like putting a puzzle piece together and how, you know, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to have five people in this scene and then have nobody today, this other day, you know? So we'll kind of be like, okay, well, these people are- on set together a lot. So why don't you take this person and I'll take this person so that we each have somebody. And then if there are more people, then, the, you know, we'll, if there's more characters thrown in on certain days, then we'll just divvy them up and things like that. Um, I deal with continuity, essentially. Um, and, you know, just dealing with personalities on set, as we all do every single moment of every single day. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically continuity is a is a big is a big deal, making sure people are wearing the right thing in the right time, the right way. The collars, um, the, the way collars, it's the way to it's be, supposed yeah. to be, you know, like make sure that that necklace isn't off to the side, you know, like the buttons like that. that are buttoned are buttoned correctly. Yep. Or not. Yep. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's an eagle eye position for sure. Yeah. It is. It is kind of a funny sight when you think about um, uh, I'm sure at some point everybody's seen it uh, that doesn't work in film, but an actor is about to go on. And there's like six people fighting to get to this one human to one person needs to get one strand of hair in the right place. And another person needs to uh, pat their head for the one bead of sweat because actors don't really sweat. It's a weird thing they do um, or don't do. But um, unless you're in Die Hard. Unless you're in Die Hard. You sweat a lot. Well, that's actually a spritz. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, you know, and then costumes is adjusting the collar. There might be a sound adjustment that needs to be made. And maybe a, something's ripped and you need to sew it up in yeah, between takes. Exactly. You know? And there's always a prop person standing right next to that, waiting for it all to finish <laughs> so that they can hand these things off to this person who has completely forgotten that you exist um, because they are so hyper focused on their look. I have seen you do that many, many times. Yes. Uh, in fact, I've uh, enjoyed you doing that. You know, because we know we're not important. <laughs> we're not in that fight of uh, who's the most important on, uh, I, I got, on I got yeah. caught in a, a, a paparazzi photo of Alexis Bleedle and I'm waiting to give her stuff but instead because it was like springtime and I'm in like you know I look like our whole industry basically like you know a not fat not thin guy with a beard and brown hair and that's most of us okay. um, <laughs> like I just named 60% of our industry yes, you did. but um, but because I have sunglasses and it's broad daylight in the photo I just look like a stalker that's like waiting with to like a get gun to Bleedle. yeah I'm holding a bag you know like uh, I mean it's it, it was very bad looking um, and it was it was the weirdest post uh, there's a uh, a lot of people thinking that the production leaked those photos intentionally to promote the movie, but they were calling it prop, uh, paparazzi. Mm. Interesting. That happens. Mm -hmm. Yes, it That is. happened on the last movie that I was doing, too. Ooh. Like, oh, don't let anybody see it. It's like, you have wait, open roads and people. Uh, no, no. This yeah, is purposeful. Kinda, you do you know, feel like. For, all pub no publicity is bad publicity. Right? right. You feel like producers sometimes are going like, no, don't look 
here. <laughs> Whatever you do, yeah. don't take a yeah. picture of this and leak it take online. Take a picture. Don't take a picture. Um, uh, so um, uh, you kind of gave the hierarchy and everything, um, and and I think that was about five people that you kind of put together. Um, what do the other twelve to fourteen people in costumes do? You're asking this as a props person because we always have bigger departments than you do. I know this. I see it in your I'm, eyeballs. I, I may be coming from a tendency. Well, jealousy. we do have, I mean, we depending on the show, sometimes we have an in-house stitcher, you know, a tailor. Oh, yeah. Stitcher. Adrian Dyer. Adrian yeah. Dyer. There are PA. We usually have one PA. Um, there are, you know, we have the office keys. We have a coordinator who deals with the money part of, it used to be that the supervisor would do all of the organization and um, hiring and everything else, and also do the budget. Now they've separated it so that- That sounds brutal. Yeah, exactly. It's impossible. It's an impossible task. Yeah. I mean, you're getting interrupted every five seconds as a supervisor, you know? So like, there's no way to do that. So we have a coordinator. Um, there will be um, background people uh, there are people doing fittings. Oh, yeah, uh, specific background costumers. Specific background costumers. Mm -hmm. Usually, I mean, sometimes there are people on, depending how big the background is uh, or how usual the background is, um, there will be somebody on staff, a full-time person that is d helping the key get things together for big background days and things like that. Um, but a lot of the time, it's just a big burst of people that we need to hire day players to deal with. So depending on, you know, how many, and we always do get more background costumers than the props people do. No, it's so. fine. It's not it a fine? problem at all <laughs> to put so much all this though. police gear on this cop we've never seen before. <laughs> it's fine. We can do it in five minutes. Um, Oh come on! You know I help you when I can. Oh no no no! It's, <laughs> but I, I think one of my one of my favorites is you try to get a jump on things, and so um, if you can get in good with uh, maybe someone in the office side of costumes uh, that's doing fittings ahead of time, you'll be like, "Hey, those five cops that are coming on Thursday, you got some waist sizes for those guys," and uh, you know maybe they have the intel, maybe they don't, but. A lot of times you'll, the day of, you're seeing these people as a props person, you're seeing them for the first time. And so you have like, say, six belts for three guys. I remember being Be the guy trying to get you guys the cops as fast as I could. Oh, yeah, yeah. The tent. Because you Please. don't know what they're going to be. And yeah. uh, there was a um, uh, Twig, uh, uh, a former prop, now graphics person, lovely, um, hi, Twig. Um, she and I were doing uh, Daddy's Home. And... Uh, we started joking on that show. It was a wonderful show. We loved the, it was a great production. But every cop security person on that show was the tiniest person. And, and nor normally- That is very unusual, especially very, in New Orleans. Yes. So, you know, we, we had this woman come who uh, was a size 20 waist and our smallest cop belt was, I believe, a 24 or something like that. And Is so, a size 20 like a child's waist? Like, it's um, very small. It's probably, yes. It's Oh, she was a 20-inch waist. Yes. 20 yes. Oh, yes. Waist. okay. Fully yeah. around. Yeah, that's yeah. like 
Remember in it's Gone tight. with the Wind when um, Mammy was pulling <laughs> Vivian Lee's corset? That's 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 the size of the waist. I think that was actually it looks 18 inches, cinched, but, yeah. but tiny, tiny. Yeah. Yes, like twenty five inches is very small. Yeah, yeah. that's a that is right. a small waist. Okay. Is a very mm-hmm. small woman. I don't even know if that cop belt size exists, to be honest. Yeah, but that sure. is child size, though. To answer your we, question, yeah. that's basically child size. Yeah. We, if you looked at her like. Um, uh, if you just looked at her from across the way, uh, from a distance, because she was back on, it looked fine. But if you got close, you could see we had compacted this leather belt so tight that it was like a snake motion going around her waist. That just, All the way to the back? Oh, yeah. It looked yeah. awful. Nice. And so we we're like, uh, uh, we went to the, the ADs and PAs going like, just as long as she doesn't come anywhere near camera, she's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just keep her. Deep. Yeah, sometimes like, you got to nope, put a little further, a little deep further back, yeah. deep, deep in the background. Um, but yeah, there was something weird on that show where it's like it was always the tiniest security, tiniest cops, and you, you, that's not something that's that not you're a New Orleans thing. For. That is never a New Orleans yeah. thing because we, I mean, certain things, especially with period costumes and things like that, will be like we because periods people were just smaller back then. So if you get a fifties dress that's a size six, that's really like a size zero now basically mm-hmm. you know so um you know we'll tell casting we please make sure that their measurements are within this range to yeah. to do things so that you know and that works with varied levels of success coin toss there yeah exactly <laughs> but you know you were talking about like getting into you know with costumers and being like you know i mean I, you and I work really well together as, you know, with you with props. And, and I always make friends. I make friends with sound. I make friends with props. And I make friends with hair and makeup. And yeah. tra- transpo, of course. Oh, yeah. Of course, nice transpo. transpo. Love you, cha- transpo. Love, love you guys, transpo. Love you, transpo. Love you, transpo. Love you, channel team. Yes, exactly. Noble profession. Yeah, noble. <laughs> noble profession. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, but like it really comes in handy because I mean, for instance, sometimes I'll have to be, like I said, sewing up something on the fly in between a take and my makeup friend will be like, I got you, girl. And they do it real slow until I'm like, okay, are you done yet? Are you are you close? Yeah. Okay, we're done. Okay. And I'll walk away at the same time, you know, props to people, same thing, you know, I mean, we it's it's really essential to work together. That's why I never understand why, you know, a lot of the time people in costumes and, and people in hair and makeup don't get along. And I'm like, how, why, why would you do that? You're in such close, like there's so much of an overlap in mm-hmm. so many things, you know, and same with props, same and you know, and you know, why aren't you friendly with sound? Because you have to wire these people. You are standing there while this is happening. And you know, I, I'm, I've been called a friend of sound many, many, many times because I don't just care about what it looks like. I also care about what it sounds like. And you have to have both. And there are, you know, some sound people that are like, oh, well, can't you, it doesn't matter what it looks like. And then there's some costume people that are like, oh, well, well, you know, I don't care if it sounds like shit. Uh, you know, it's like, well, it, we're all doing the same thing. We're all going towards the same goal. So let's uh, go home in a decent hour tonight. How, how's that? Like, that, let's not. A, that's a good thing you bring up though, is that we can all be very departmental. Oh God, yeah. For sure. Um, and everyone kind of some, well, I shouldn't say everyone, but uh, a lot of times people get the feeling that their department is maybe the most important mm-hmm. when we all know camera is the most important. I mean, obviously. <laughs> obviously. They know it. Can't wait till we have an operator. 
Oh my God. Um, <laughs> can I be there? For that? Actually, yeah, I, okay, cool. you know we can it's do. It's true, and here's why. Yeah. <laughs> it's also good to make and friends with camera, though, because again. sometimes yes, I need to much. see a monitor. I need to like look over side and be like, hey, where's the shot? What are we seeing? Is it a mid middle shot? Is it a medium shot? Like, oh. what, what are we seeing here? Oh. So, you know, I, I mean, make friends with everybody. Just be, be nice. Be Except nice to everybody. I feel like an operator. No. Love you, camera. Yeah, love you, camera. <laughs> Unnoble profession. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they'd be the first ones. But yeah, that's, that's yeah we're total yeah. dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody get me a sandwich. Do you ever get the feeling that technology is much further along than camera pretends it to be? Because sometimes you'll see like four people operating a camera and you're going, I don't think y'all are necessary. I think this is job security. Because why are you pulling focus way over here? And then the camera's over here and you got another guy tweaking on it. It just, it seems yeah, like- Yeah, why are you getting mad at us for costumes hey, for yeah. having extra people? Of... We get paid a fraction of what those guys get paid. Yeah, you know? let's not, I, I am all about an <laughs> unnecessary person on set. <laughs> Give me or, that. I don't care. I, what do I care? Yeah. It's I know, it's not my money. money. That, We're creating jobs. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not I mad about it. It's my yeah. bitterness because we don't get extra It's just because Fox never gets extra hands. And I will vouch for that. When someone maybe unnecessarily brought in I'm like tell no one yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. no one you were needed today mm -hmm. yeah. a lot yep. necessarily I almost died of now go and hide yeah somewhere yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> look busy like yeah. walk around with a sock in your hand and make yeah. sure you look like you're headed look scared somewhere. just look scared <laughs> yeah just and annoyed sock. look scared yeah. and annoyed and frustrated everyone... yeah. yeah you'll fit right in <laughs> yeah. uh, uh. okay so uh uh a couple more questions for you here. Okay. Uh, one is um, for you and your experience, uh, do you have a preference to say on set, to off set, or, or being on the track? Oh, I am a set costumer. I do not like being in the office. Um, I mean, usually. I usually don't like being in If I have to choose though, I'm definitely on set. Um, or second would be a truck costumer. Third would be in the office. Because I feel like even though our days are so much longer on set, like 10 hours in an office feels so much longer to oh, me yeah. Yeah. than 16 hours on set. A lot of the places they put our production offices don't have windows. And so- Yeah, it is brutal. It's been months without windows yeah. in the office. And you're like, like an entire weather pattern can have happened outside and you did not know it. And we so, walk out and you're like, it's, mm -hmm. it's nighttime? <laughs> right, that's <laughs> cold. the worst. It was that hot this morning. That's, yeah. that's like yeah. when, you, when you go on stage you know, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful mm -hmm. day, it's noon. You have no idea how long you've been there and you outside, it's nine o'clock and it's dark and you, and you just don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. Being an outdoor cat is better. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just yeah. it. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So unequivocally, yes, on set. All right. But nice. wait. For me. Real quick, back to this goddamn camera thing. Uh, <laughs> When they are no, I'm I just saying that like best. like I I'm not I'm not, you're right I'm not disparaging like you got a, four people to do this like that's great <laughs> I love being the job creator too man I'm not trying to out anybody, but I am trying to say that that thing is not as technologically advanced as the space shuttle it's not it's still a thing that I point at people and it captures the moving pictures yeah right it's just the camera they do work on it like NASA technicians you know people are filming. Yeah entire movies on iPhones right now, y'all, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Just saying. 
Yeah. We also find yeah. out found out how much like the least paid person makes in camera and was like, oh. Yeah. Well, we won't talk about that yeah. because okay. we're all gonna get angry. <laughs> and they don't they <laughs> don't have camera PA anymore, so there there is no entry level anymore. Now I guess it's you're just like coming in as a loader somehow or yeah, or, did, or did, utility. That's what it utility. Is. Yeah. yeah. Which I think they still call loader. Right. Sometimes. But utility on paper. Downloader. Yeah. Uploader. Um, is that what it is? I don't even know. It's like when something. When I, I can't wait till we get a camera person in here. Uh, I love you, camera. Yeah, I love you, camera. Noble professional. Eh. Um, just, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's like you're you, you have the Homer Simpson brain floating away when they start talking about camera and they're all like having a pissing contest. Oh, they geek out about how, real hard. Yeah. And they'll say things that make no sense to you. They'll be like. Yeah, I was thinking about taking it down to a five. And it's like, really, a five? I'd do a four and a half. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I mean, you could do a four and a half, except with this lighting. Ballsy. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> I'm like, are they just making shit up or is that like a thing? You know, and then you realize it's just a pissing contest. It's yeah. like everyone in camera has to prove that they know camera. Yeah. There's a level, and now we're just getting into stereotypes, but there is a <laughs> level of, um, of, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, not self consciousness, <laughs> but like, Passive aggressiveness in camera, for sure. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. And it, it's maybe it, not so passive sometimes. It can be cutthroat. You know, DPs are always personalities. The the director of photography, um, um, usually never was a PA. That's why they kind of suck. But anyway, um, uh, we'll get off camera. Um, so uh, for another day. Um, so Just taking a hard left turn. Yeah, yeah. wait until we're <laughs> here to talk shit. About. I know. I know. This is another episode entirely. We were just like figuring out yeah. what episodes we need to. Just cut uh, all of this, Justin. Thank you so yeah. much. For, for some reason, we have extra guests today to talk to this camera person. Um, <laughs> everyone's angry. Um, <laughs> They're lined up. <laughs> yeah, there's a line of people. Note cards. Um, <laughs> sorry, we brought in the utility. Yeah. Um, <laughs> taking calls today. Yeah. They're taking calls. Um, so uh, one last thing, Heather Ray, and uh, this is kind of a, a philosophical question for you. Oh boy! Um, now, if you could choose, and I know this is you know you got to think on the fly, but if you could choose your out from the industry, uh, like your ideal departure, um, and this, this is you heading off into the sunset for your retirement, like what would you like to do? Yeah, we talked about this, and this is an unfair question because you know I've been trying to figure out how to transition. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm trying to figure out. I really don't know what that is, to tell you the truth. I don't think I can answer that question. If I could, I'd be real, a much happier girl, I think. Would you Would you like a, um, um, like, this is my final show. It's been announced. I retire officially. You know, I got to- Oh, no, get... I'm all about the Irish exit. Oh, okay, you're not, Yo. the, you're not no. the cop. I got two Does days to retirement. Does that happen? Isn't I've never seen that happen. What's what? that? Irish exit. Like, this is he's retiring, she's retiring. That's it. Bye. Like last show. No, I've never. If seen you're that important either, enough, um, uh, like if yeah, you're an old producer and uh, you're putting up a lot of money for that project, then you probably will get a lot of attention. So basically, the same people who get um, birthday cakes. Exactly. Are the same yeah. From exactly. whom are they getting attention from? Uh, the people right. that yeah, are the obligated. Other, yeah. To the yes yeah. people. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, because I'm not scary, reading about yeah. that in the <laughs> yeah. in the newspaper or yeah. anything, you know. What yeah, I mean? we got two yes people here. Oh, yes. Jed and I will be off talking about Rocky when yeah, that exactly. Happens. <laughs> <laughs> clap, guys, clap, <laughs> clap for Bill Lumberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then the poor PA is like, I didn't get a piece. I didn't I get didn't a piece. Get a piece. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pass it down. Pass it down. Um, uh, has anybody here um, had a birthday on a day that someone else got a birthday cake? Yes, but no. the next day, the next day, I didn't tell anyone it was my birthday. I don't like birthdays on set. Don't right, right. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm busy. I don't want any of it. Yeah. But I remember the next day there was this big rally for this ancient bag of bones. I'm cool and young and hot and this and I'm like, what are you celebrating? What are you 80? That they're still alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you get you you get an award for getting to be that yeah, old. I'm sorry. You still got steady hands to push that dolly, I tell you what. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Congratulations. You've yeah. lived another year. Yeah. <laughs> You're still alive. And I didn't want any of it, but for some reason it was stuck in your craw. That's I was it. like, I told no one, and I didn't want you to know, but now I do because <laughs> I hate that guy. I didn't. I hundred percent nice. agree yeah. with Zoe. Yeah. It's happened to me twice, but yeah. also I don't like announcing my birthday. I don't like yeah. it being known. But then I still had the same weird feeling afterwards, going like, well, I mean, it's um, my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I even I even Did you told tell my team. Well, no, but yeah, I, mean. <laughs> I told my team, hey, don't don't just shut up. Yeah, I'm like all right, Zoe, well, you know. I won't I, tell no one. And yeah, then no yeah. one did, which I was happy about. And then, yeah, the next day I was like. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> probably probably the, the douchiest thing I think I ever saw was a UPM that had his own assistant, uh, which the weird that the UPM had an, his own assistant in the office, but um, she was very attractive anyway. Um, hmm, how could uh, that I know, be? Probably a niece. Um, but uh, uh, <laughs> Lots of uncles Where in the there. South were you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he had her go and and buy a birthday cake for him and bring it back in, and he acted surprised. And then word got around afterwards that Wolf that was all right. planned. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, as a PA, you're going like, and and I can't get a better job because why? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, that was probably the the ultimate like douche canoe moment of uh, birthdays that I yeah. ever saw. Uh. At least as a PA, you can spread around the mean rumors because you find out information. Oh, that's true. You can. You yeah. can make that producer look stupid. Yeah. No one else would have known that. That's coming from a PA. Oh, if that's you, not coming from. If you want to get a rumor out, <laughs> if you want to get a rumor out quick, you talk to costumes, and you talk to the Teamsters. <laughs> yeah, those are the two departments. Not me. Not not this yeah. costumer. Yeah. But yes, yeah. you're right. Mostly yeah. yes. Um, Costumes, costumes knows. If you need to know something, go ask a costume. Actually, I think hair and makeup so are more hair in the know just well. because they're, you know, actors are trapped in their chair for true a good long time. No, that's a very solid point. Hair and makeup think. are always closer to the actors than And they costumes. love the gossip. They might love say they don't, it. but they love no. it. And I always found that actor drama was way less interesting oh, than, it's not interesting than what's happening with no. someone in electric and, you know, oh, yeah. some yeah. beef with, the, you know what I mean? Yeah. The actor drama is like, oh, yeah, whatever. Who cares? You didn't get your kale salad on time or whatever. Right. You don't, you know, you don't like this one guy. Yeah. No, I want, I want to hear about the meth addict day playing yeah. You know, effects technician that has a sofa strapped to his truck for some reason. Yeah. Like that's that's the story you want. Yeah. yeah. There's a yeah, uh, I want that. There's an A D in town and he got he kinda got on a lots of times what happens is like you get stuck in a particular job, you do it well and and then like that's just kind of what your lot is. And he was he ran base camp. And so when you run base camp, you have to go into the actress trailers often. Um and in every single one of the actress trailers <laughs> Uh, was a prescription bottle for Valtrex. <laughs> and so he was just kind of like, just wanted to tell everybody, I mean, like, you know, 
lots of times actors won't sleep with any crew members or, or whatever. It, it, every show is different and stuff like that. Is Veltrex a sex pill? Wait, yes. I'm not, I'm not sorry. Pills for herpes. herpes. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, it's the herpes pill and it suppresses your herpes outbreaks on your on your hoo-ha. It does not protect a person from herpes, though. That is correct. Yeah, yes. <laughs> no, just visibly showing that yes. you have herpes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hiding yeah. your herpes. Oh. Yeah. Yes. But this person... Uh, my buddy was just like, hey, I, we need to get this out to the crew that no one, <laughs> if proposition, should sleep with anybody. Anybody of the actors. Safety measures. That like, is in front of the camera on this Safety movie. meeting. Safety, safety meeting, everyone. <laughs> yeah. It, well, yeah. Yeah. Bring um, it in. And so, so what the channel's And so Open hopefully nobody, yeah. nobody <laughs> got hurt. Uh, so was it just like quietly spread around? Oh, I mean, he Herp, was. There's herpes all over the place. He was. Don't touch any doors. Don't do anything. I hope. This place is covered Bring in your own silverware. It's one big herpes. I, I hope this is the same person that, that I, I also know to have a herpes condition. And I know that this particular actor got it uh, while shooting something in Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> Um, which I believe uh, has an incredibly high STD rate. Um, don't sleep in there. Yeah. Protect yourself. Uh, I got to tell you, ways I mean, if you're like, you know, that being we, said, if you have herpes, it's okay. You're not, it's Oh, not. no. It, everybody yeah. has it, right? Hey, you can <laughs> still yeah. hug a person with herpes. You can still yeah. hug a person. Yeah. That's what they but say. If you everybody do have herpes, it. maybe yeah. yeah. whoever you're banging. When you have right. open sores, Dude. don't, you know, <laughs> but it's just like, wait until they close up. I think that's the right. But like going to Shreveport, like, you know, it's bad, right? Yeah. But then like leaving Shreveport with. With herpes, that sucks. Yeah, fuck, that yeah. sucks. It's a gift that keeps on giving. I did uh, a show in Shreveport, and all I left was was this nasty case of herpes. <laughs> say, this makes a great T-shirt. <laughs> all I got was this herpes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, for us film workers, uh, that's all we really want at the end of the day is our T-shirt. Uh, that's our wrap gift. Usually, is a T-shirt. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, anybody who's listening, that is untrue. Um, <laughs> Make great dish rags in yeah. car washing. I, I actually, over COVID, I actually took all of my shirts and cut them so that I could make a quilt that I never made. But Aww. still, I mean, I was right. just like, I'm never going to wear one of these. So I just have a bunch of little tiny blankets. Yeah, because they never give you women's t-shirts. They <laughs> no. give you like heavyweight men's yeah. t-shirts from Kilden yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a Hanes like, t-shirt, basically. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah. All mine are crop tops, baby. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got to do something with them. You got to do something with them. You can't wear them as is if you're, you know. No. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, that making Valtrex, that's a noble profession. Yes. That is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. Unquestionable. The noblest of Valtrex. professions. Is, yeah. Teamsters. Valtrex. Exactly. I think on that note, uh, Heather Ray uh, Costumes, thank you so much for coming in today. <laughs> Let's go out on the Valtrex note. What's up? I have no segue to decadence. get back to this. You're, you're going into decadence. You don't have a herpes segue <laughs> to get mindful. back online before you say goodbye to me. This is, yeah. this is the lasting impression that I'm going to be leaving, by the way. Speaking of lasting impressions, uh, if you need Valtrex, you can get no, uh, We are not sponsored by Valtrex. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, not, not yet. yet. But we are, uh, you know, we're cool with it. Yeah. Um, if anybody uh, from Valtrex is listening, we'll take your point. money. Yeah, yeah. But Heather Ray, thank you so much for coming in today. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been my pleasure. We'll do it again anytime. All right. Well, um, I think that went well. Um, how do y'all feel 
Uh, Zoe. Pretty good. She's lovely. I feel like I know a little bit more about costumes, though I am still confused about what the hell everyone's doing. <laughs> it's just such a huge department. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge department. You Watch need, you need at least seven types of costumers in addition to the people who have other titles. Yeah. yeah. I'm still harping on it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe? It was great. It was great. I, I'm glad that she's a set gal. She's with us. Yeah. Yeah, team set. Yeah, team yeah. set, y'all. Front lines. <laughs> the tug of yeah. war with the uh, offset people in the office. Yeah. But uh, Heather, hate those people. Heather Ray's hilarious, and I'm glad. And I, 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 I agree, Zoe. I feel like she shed a little bit more light, even though I still don't understand the department at all, and I live with a costumer. Yeah. Um, I yeah. just assume yeah. there's one person sewing a button. Yeah. And there's one person sewing a sock. And you're like, hey. And someone's putting on a glove. Everybody, and everybody every look limb, over here. We got to get this. has a person. We, we got to get a, this button and sock together. Yeah. That's what we got to do. Sleeve guy. Hey, this actor, <laughs> this actor has clothes on. He's not naked. He must be ready. Looks like costumes yeah. did their job. Yeah. Yeah. They bring costumes in like a, a win again. person for like shoulder naked. pads. Roll six cameras. Justin, how did you feel about that? I thought it was great. Yeah. Any uh, friend of sound is a friend of mine. Ooh. <laughs> um, she, she might be single. Um, uh, <laughs> look into that. Um, all right. Well, um, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that that's listening. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, if you like uh, what we're doing here, if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, uh, all of that, you can uh, email us at filmfolklorepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we are going to get on the socials eventually, and it'll probably be after uh, we get all this out and we have something to actually put on the socials. So we'll announce that when we get to it. Uh, Who wants to uh, take us out? I will. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. That was nice. That was great. That was great. I I was like panicking. I I was like, wait, take us out. How do do we do that? (laughs)